I guess it's time for another fucking ramble, innit? So, where are all the magical time capsules? No, I'm not talking about, like, Doctor Who's TARDIS and all that. I'm talking about, you know, like, when you go and get a load of stuff from the current time that you're at. And you bury it in a tin in the garden or something to be dug up in another 25 years time. Time capsules. It's a thing, right? Where are all the magical time capsules? Where's all the knowledge being hidden for future generations and that? Where is it? Well, let's discuss, right? So, imagine this. You, because you are a magical practitioner, obviously, if you're listening to this, because you're on the Patreon. So how can you not be? You have knowledge. What are you going to do with it? Are you going to pass it on to anyone? Are you just going to let it die with you? Are you going to try and uh, write it and push a book out there? Are you interested in passing your knowledge on? Do you think that it is important that others pass their knowledge on? Are there formats and ways that you find acceptable for people to pass their knowledge on and others that you find unacceptable? Are there some ways that are better than others in your opinion? Well, I don't know about you, so all I can give is my own personal opinion. Now, as we all know, I'm not really one for books. I think that, yes, books can be useful. Yes, I do read books. Yes, I do buy books. But if you're trying to take magical knowledge... even at the basics, and try and pass it along to future generations, the worst thing you can probably do is to try and write a book. I would accept maybe a haunted book. That might be a good one. But in general, the worst thing you can do is probably write a book. Why? Well, A, because you have to condense a lot of knowledge into pages, words, that people can aim this interpret, but also you, you just can't do it. I mean, Agrippa tried to do it. And yes, it does mean that Agrippa did come up with the foundation of Western occultism. There's a lot of stuff in there. But let's be fair, the vast majority of people don't even know how to fucking read it. Now, you could say, okay, it's only written for the initiated, but that's not really what we're talking about, are we? If we're really talking about a time capsule, you're talking about giving future generations the benefit of the knowledge, or as a kind of emergency backup system. Say, I don't know, some weirdy culty people like the Christians take over the world, right? I know, I know. Never going to happen, is it? But imagine they did. Imagine this Christian cult thing. There's a spreading around Europe and the like. Imagine that the Roman Empire suddenly adopted it or something. And then it has spread across throughout everywhere. And then all of a sudden, all of the other types of people that are practicing interesting things 
Imagine the Christians just kind of uh, tried to get rid of them or something. What would you do with all that magical knowledge? Would you just let it die? Would you try and put it in some sort of time capsule? Would you put it in some sort of, uh, I don't know, solid state hard drive and hide it in a vault somewhere for a thousand or two thousand years? What's going to happen? Well, the perspective that a lot of people took was, ah, yes, it's just one of these uh, tides. Uh, okay, you might not call them tides. One of these uh, seasons, a change, a cycle. So I'll just fuck off for a couple of thousand years and then I'll come back and pick up where I left off. Some people take that approach. Other people take the approach that we need to keep something hidden. We need to keep something physically tangible and sum up some basic knowledge so that only those are worthy of using that knowledge will be able to understand it. Some people take this kind of puzzle thing, little puzzles and stuff like that. Again, I can kind of, I can relate a little bit more to that. I, I'm, I'm quite liking that idea. If you create some sort of a master puzzle that contains a lot of knowledge within it, but only those that are capable of having the basics can unlock it. That makes sense. That can be quite fun. But of course, in order to do that, first and foremost, you kind of have to care about future generations in general. Now, when you get past the whole cycle thing, when you get past the whole reincarnation thing being a problem, you stop caring about shit like that. So there are a lot of magical practitioners that think, well, if we can push science and occultism and that and i can make sure that there are future me's have access to information and resource and like then i can kind of pick up where i left off and have a reasonably decent education again but well to be fair a lot of people try to interfere with that process don't they and bugger it all up hence why we have the horcruxes and why we have people fucking about with their bloodlines and all that sort of thing because there's quite a lot of people within the magical community that haven't managed to deal with the whole reincarnation issue thing but imagine you have imagine you've dealt with the reincarnation thing which basically means you don't need to relearn the shit you've already learned, okay? So the next incarnation of you, the next version of you, have access to all of the things that you've done before. And presumably all of the things you're going to do. There ain't no need for time capsules there. The time capsule there technically is in a part of the soul that does not disintegrate after you would die. So not the kind of lower regions of the soul, somewhere in the middle or a little bit high up, yeah? So within ADAPT, what you don't tend to find, even within groups of ADAPTs, you don't find tangible physical places that back up occult knowledge, right? They don't need to do that because it's already going to be retained, what you do tend to find is fragments of their work and their working environment. So if you're a group of adepts 
it's a coven or something like that and you have a temple that you work in or a building that you work in or a patch of land that you work on or somewhere the fuck you work i don't know where it is but i think i've pretty much covered most bases there then when you die in that and when you're finished you're going to leave stuff about and that stuff is probably going to have a little bit of a charge it's probably going to have some sort of occulty kind of uh, vibes to it it could be something that can be reverse engineered if it's interesting enough like an old egyptian temple or something someone's gonna dig it up and they're gonna be a pondering about what the fuck went on here and you'll get like magical practitioners coming on the future neo-pagans and the like thinking oh these people were onto something i know what i'll do I'll cobble together a load of shit that I don't understand and I'll pretend I'm doing what they were doing. Yes, that was a kind of uh, stab at the little neo-pagans. Anyway, I've got to stop doing that. So, okay. I'm going to level with you. You're not going to find any time capsules out there that what you'd call adept or advanced witches have put out there you're not going to find any because they are generally not needing that sort of stuff why would they put something like that out there for the benefit of you when it's only really a certain amount of time before you evolve to the point where you discover these things anyway i.e why are they gonna go to the effort of giving you a leg up when they know eventually you'll get there anyway often they probably ain't and if they do want to give you a leg up they probably ain't gonna give you a treasure chest of magical objects and toys and random shit what they're more than likely going to do is interact with you and help your development further through that. Some of the people refer to them as them upstairs or um, ascended masters or um, the mighty dead, that kind of thing. Magical practitioners and the like that have got to a certain level that decide, well, actually, I'll stick about for a little bit and I'll help the others. I'll help the plebs out, right? That's generally what you see. You see that an awful lot. In fact, pretty much every fucking tradition around the world has some kind of um, ancestral link to powerful spirits that were once human that kind of try and help them out for the benefit of the tribe and the like. Coach them, teach them, look out for them, wherever the fuck it is. That's the approach that you tend to see a lot of. Not so much the kind of I'm going to leave a perfect book that everyone can uh, follow. Where does this kind of perfect book thing come along from? Well, I can kind of get from the perspective that when you look at science, science is all about making more and more discoveries, pushing further and further and further the knowledge, and then training up newer generations of scientists and the like that are smarter with more knowledge and more resources than the previous generation had. That makes sense. It doesn't work like that with magic. Magic is essentially an incredibly solitary path. The art of magic is the art of understanding the universe, but 
directly affecting the universe and very often directly or eventually directly affecting far bigger things than just this universe like other universes and shit and things outside of the universes and shit that's when things get a little bit complicated so from your perspective ask yourself What knowledge do you have now and where will that knowledge go when you die? Are you worried about that? Are you the sort of charitable type person that's like, well, I've invented a load of cool ways of doing things and I think these things should go on and be passed on so that other people can do these cool, amazing things. Well, that's the sort of people that found these witchcraft traditions and the like. And although there's not that many of them that are really, really old, and by really, really old, I'm talking several thousand years old, there aren't really many of them, if any at all. Um, most of those kind of traditions tend to get passed down over a couple of generations of family and all that kind of stuff. So your idea of your traditional witchcraft, it's not really been going for very long. Your idea of your classical witchcraft, where if it's classical witchcraft in terms of mythology, then you're kind of talking about a creepy archetypal witches on a lonely path, pushing themselves further, which is no different than you or I, really, at the end of the day. Just a different century, and we have Facebook and shit nowadays. But what about the other people so in terms of the kind of what most people point to priest priestesses temple complexes mystery schools that kind of thing are there any adepts in the mystery schools are there any people that are in those mystery schools that just doing it for a charitable perspective they're just being charitable they're just trying to help others because they feel that that's a part of their work how many of them are that? How many of them are trying to establish a foundation, much like a scientist, to learn more themselves and using that complex, that structure, organisation, whatever you want to call it, institution, religion even maybe, to push themselves further? Well, it, it depends. I suppose this is probably the biggest rambly type ramble that I've done so far, but it got me thinking in terms of time capsules, because I did see it on the podcast list. Um, message in a bottle, a time capsule of knowledge. And I'm kind of thinking, well, I am see a lot of this, and have seen a lot of this over throughout my magical career. I've seen a lot of people that try to create a book of shadows, and then they ditch that and make a new book of shadows and it all has to be pristine and perfect and as soon as they add more knowledge of course it doesn't fit into the old one and look pristine you'd have to staple or glue in extra pages and shit or get a ring binder one and uh, it all looks scruffy so they ditch it and then start again and then they start again and again and again and then their idea is kind of like well by the time i die my final or my latest book of shadows will be the best that i'm able to put out it will be the sum title of my knowledge which generally it isn't because let's be fair most of this in note form anyway it ain't really like a grimoire where it's designed to teach some random person that picks it up so 
funny really, isn't it? I do love this concept because I'm a teacher and I love teaching. I like helping other people on their magical path, partly because it's interesting. Problem solving is interesting. Watching people uh, stumble around and do really exciting, cool, crazy ass shit is interesting. Watching a hundred different people try to do a money spell or a love spell and take different ways of approaching it. Some work out, some just explode in your face, sometimes quite literally. All of that's interesting to me. It's fun. I like doing that. I like teaching. But why do I not bother making a time capsule? Why do I not bother trying to cement my knowledge in place? So that he doesn't need me to give it to other people. So that I don't need to mentor and to teach physically in person or on a one-to-one basis. Why don't I just write a book or something? Well, I couldn't do that. I've often thought about writing a book that can condense everything down perfectly, but it's not possible. And even if I did, how long would that be? That book be good for, assuming it lasts? A hundred years? How is language going to change in a thousand years' time? Are we all? Is anyone even going to be able to read that book in a thousand years' time with all the language changes? Is it going to be like Shakespeare or some shit where is in some futuristic uh, school where they're trying to dissect what the fuck does the author mean by this? Because none of them fucking know. Strange, isn't it? Interesting, though. So, again, what about you? Do you have an urge to teach others in general? And do you? would you feel sad that at the end of your life, you will die and your body will decompose or you get put in a furnace or something and turned into ash and all of that knowledge okay might be retained within some aspect of your soul or something but essentially that knowledge is going to be lost to the rest of the world I know there's a lot of people that say, well, actually, Liam, it's not really lost to the rest of the world, is it? Because uh, we deal with dead people all the time and steal knowledge from them. I'm talking about, like, mundane type perspective, like the beginner beginners. They can't do shit like that yet, okay? Do you feel sad? Do you feel sad about leaving that knowledge there? I don't know. I don't care so much about that, but i tell you one thing that I do care about, because it's my kind of personality is that I like engineering a perfect system so for me the thrill isn't actually producing a vault or an archive or a reliquary or something like that that has all of the knowledge knowledge of library of Alexandria or something like that I don't really care about it being used the task of actually going about trying to do that as a project that's interesting. I think if I was to ever do something like that again, it would mainly be using magic and the magical engineering and knowledge to create something like that. I wouldn't really care if anyone accessed it, and I probably wouldn't care if it benefited anyone, but I'd care about the fun of actually building it in the first place, because I like making shit. But there we go. What about you? 
this has been a bit of a strange ramble, partly because I'm at, this is really late when I'm doing this, hence why this podcast episode hasn't come out till late, because I was making a log cabin for someone, quite literally. It wasn't an astral one or nothing like that, it was literally an actual log cabin. So there we go. In terms of the occult ramblings, obviously a lot of you guys tend to give feedback and stuff like that with regards to the regular podcast. Now, we take on board what you say, and even though we don't always get around to it particularly quickly, we do eventually cover the things that people ask us to cover. We put you on a list, basically. Now, I wasn't really planning on doing that for this because this was going to be one of those things where I ramble about random subjects. However, there are several people that have asked me to talk in depth about certain topics and things like that. So I might as well open this up to the rest of you. And if you want me to do a specific in-depth rambling topic stream of consciousness blabbing in front of the laptop microphone like I am now about a certain subject then let me know obviously it's going to be highly biased and potentially very rude because this is me on my own and I'm the one that's going to be well let's be fair there's no editing I press an export button okay so it's even more potential to be even ruder than on the regular podcast or an episode of Feisty Witches or something um, but I was asked to do one on mercurial spirits, and I was also asked to do one on the Thoth master plan. So what is me, mine and Chris's long-term plan? Why are we doing this? And what is our 50-year plan? Because yes, we have a 50-year plan for the business. Um, so if there is anything that you want us to discuss or want me to discuss on here, then please do let me know. But I will run through the list now, because we're about, what, one, two, three, four, five, about six or so episodes in. So coming up on the Occult Ramblings, we have got the old Cancer Cure, which is talking about scams, and curing a cancer with magic and whether it's possible and what approach you should take and all that kind of stuff. Interesting. I watched a documentary on that. A delusional demiurge was also a title I came up with, which is talking about Yahweh, Jehovah. Are you scared of them? My personal experiences with them, you know, dissecting things like that. Um, which ties also nicely into another one called the Psyche of Angels, which is why do angels do the things they do? Why do they act like that? Ever notice there's a certain personalities that tend to come along with angels when you work with them? Why is that? There's a reason for it. Uh, Sum total, because you are the sum total of the five people you hang around with the most, but you're also the sum total of the five spirits you hang around with the most. And of course, possibly the most controversial yet, dissecting Odin. I'm just going to leave that there. There is also the mercurial one, which I thought I might call my mercurial self. But please get back to me because we really do love to hear the feedback. And rather than me 
maybe cover a topic that you're interested in. It would be better, and I always prefer it if you point me in a direction and then I just attack the direction you push me in. Because I try to break things down as to how I see things with this. And I know that the way I see things isn't the way other people see things. And I know that I don't really explain it. Like whenever we cover something a little bit more intermediate, the super basic or beginner magic, we breeze over it. You know, I know we do that. And I know it's difficult trying to follow along because I know a lot of people want us to elaborate and explain. And you, with the mentoring, people obviously do ask about that. But this would be a perfect format for that. If there is ever something that we've mentioned before that you really want me to elaborate on in an in-depth way and kind of no strings attached, no filter... It would be a very good idea to exploit <laughs> this little um, this little podcast thing for that. Because that's essentially almost what I'm doing. I probably yeah, would end up giving far too much away. Far more away than I really should. So it could be quite amusing as well. But anyway, it's been a long bloody week for me. And it's only fucking Monday. So I am signing off. And I will see you next week. Goodbye.